I am so excited to say, Jesse Garcia, welcome to Out of the Spotlight. Hi. Thank you so much for making time. Looks like you've been extremely busy. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Just a little. Yeah. It's been a very exciting year, I'm sure. And your new movie, Flame and Hot, will be out on June 9th on yeah. Hulu and Disney Plus. Disney. So how excited are you? You know, I'm having a moment and it's, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, before we get into all of the fun stuff that you're doing, I always like to start this off with, you know, getting to know you a little bit better, kind of going back in time. So tell us about, you know, where were you born? Where are you from? I am. I was born in a small town called Rollins, Wyoming. Uh, Grew up in Rollins and Hannah, which is a neighboring town for most of my youth. Um, We traveled, we kind of moved around Rollins, Hannah, Laramie, a little bit of Colorado. But we would just move around basically going wherever my dad couldn't find work, you know. But I left Wyoming at 20, went to school in Nebraska for a year, um, and then moved to Atlanta in 2000 to start acting, and then LA in 2003, and, and I've been here, here, back and forth between here and Austin. Austin, Austin, Texas. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love Austin. I'm in Houston, so. Okay. And the neighbors. Yeah. yeah. Shoot. Well, so Should have cool. came to a screening a few weeks ago. I kid you not. I saw that the day, probably like an hour after it ended and like theater was like 30 minutes away from where I live. So oh man, so many people didn't show up because it rained. Yeah, it was pouring. I would have gone like I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. People are scared little, of rain here. I was here. a little disappointed. Well, next time I will be there and I will spread the word for sure. All right. Next movie. (laughs) Absolutely. So what were you like as a kid? Like, were you outgoing? Were you shy? I think it was, I think it was probably, I don't know. I don't kind of, I I was probably more shy, but more out of, um, because I got picked on a lot as a kid. Right. So I, I I would try to blend in and not get picked on, you know, the, the kids were the kids, you know, kids are kids and, 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 um, you know, they would pick and choose when, they wanted to like you and when they didn't, and it was just weird and small town stuff. Uh, so, you know, I didn't really kind of like come out of my shell a little bit until I started joining sports, wrestling and football and, you know, late middle school, high school. Um, and then, you know, I was still introverted. Yeah. Like an introvert kind of. More introverted, but like when I was doing my thing, I was, I was stoked, you know, when I was in environment, yeah. I was, I was stoked, but like, otherwise I like, yeah, it's. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's such an important topic, especially nowadays, you know, with like social media, I feel like people can pick on others like so easy. I'm so glad I didn't have social media when I went to high school and middle school. Same here. Same yeah. here. No. Well, thank you for, for sharing that. And that's yeah, pretty awesome that now you're like, do y'all want to come to my movie premiere or uh-huh. what? <laughs> yeah. And at what moment did you realize that acting is something that you wanted to do? So I was going to school, University of Nebraska, um, on cheerleading scholarship, and um, uh, I, one of the one of the my friends, this girl who was in one of my classes, uh, we saw each other on campus one day, and okay. we we're talking about you know I was twenty one, I just turned twenty one, and she was nineteen, talking about what we wanted to do with our lives, right? And I was going to school for exercise science and, and kinesiology, and I was going to be a trainer or something. I don't know. Um, uh, and she was like, oh, I like want to be an actor, model, something, something. I'm like, oh, that'd be fun. Cause I always thought it'd be fun to do plays, but I never had time. Like it was not, it just wasn't on the radar. It just wasn't a priority. Um, and acting was never 
mm-hmm. never like even a goal or like not nothing I ever thought that could be real. And she goes, I'm going to go to this actor model search thing in Chicago uh, in a couple of weeks. I'm like, dope. Let me know. And uh, she went and I saw her on campus a few weeks later. And she goes, she told me about it. She goes, she got invited to take these classes in, in Atlanta from this dude named Judson Vaughn um, at this place called What Films. And she goes, I got invited to, to go take classes. She goes, you should come with me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, eh. <laughs> uh, you know, I was like, one, I think like, I don't know you. And two, like. <laughs> I don't really know you. And three, I have a full right cheerleading scholarship. I'm like, what's this life? Life is pretty easy. Um, but I thought about it and I called her back. So tell me more about this guy. So Judson and I got on the phone for about 45 minutes. And uh, within that call, I decided I was going to drop everything in Nebraska and move to Atlanta. So a wow. week later, I went to Wyoming to say, to talk to my parents and tell them I was going to move to Atlanta. And they were like, cool, let us know if you need any help. Um, <laughs> Uh, which tripped me out because my mom freaked out. I moved three hours away the first time. Um, uh, she told me later, she told me, she goes, I thought you'd hate it. And six months later, come back to Wyoming. And that was, oh. you know, 23 years ago. Uh, wow. So I went back to Nebraska, picked up my friend, Jen, and drove straight through to Atlanta. Summer of like Memorial Day. Was Memorial Day last weekend? It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Memorial Day weekend 2000 was my 23rd anniversary of moving Congratulations. to Atlanta, right? So I've been trying, I've been doing this for 23 years. So I moved yeah. to uh, Atlanta, started acting there, got my first movie in like four or five months, I think. It was like a little small supporting partner, slapstick comedy, um, and, and just kind of kept going, stayed there for three years, moved to LA in 2003, then back and forth between Austin and LA since 2013. And that just shows that when you want to do something, you just got to go for it. Gotta go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I made the decision that I wasn't gonna fail. Yeah. I mean, I failed a bunch, but life, you know, but I wasn't gonna quit. And now we're talking about your movie that's, you know, about to premiere. So yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And um, something else, you know, about you is that, you know, because of that decision that you made, you know, you've been part of some really great TV film moments. And how much does it mean to you to be able to represent the Hispanic community? You know, um, when I, I, I didn't even, when I first started, I didn't really know the politics of Hollywood, right? I didn't know um, that uh, it was a struggle for, uh, for representation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, the trip, the road trip down from Lincoln, Nebraska to Atlanta, Georgia, in my head, my goal was I want to get to a point in my career where I am successful enough that I can reach my hand back and pull people up with me, right? Mm-hmm. Or offer like present opportunities for for jobs and 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 and, and whatever other people wanted to do, whether it's costumes and uh, or mm-hmm. catering or whatever it was, right? And I have been able to do that over the years. I've been able to 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 call someone up and say hey you should i'm you should call this person for this role or you should call this dp or whatever it is i I suppose that's called producing um (laughs) but i on that trip i was like i want to be able to open doors for everybody you know um doesn't matter who they are but you know latinos specifically and but i didn't really know the politics of it right um and then as i got to know the politics more of like what representation is and how the lack of representation is um uh over the years 
yeah, and I didn't. And also, I think what people don't, actors and directors and producers don't really realize is when they become someone that's recognizable, whether you're an actor, director, producer, writer, whatever it is, is that you kind of have a, you know, whether you want it or not, you have a, a social responsibility to, you know, have an opinion, whether you're for or you're against, to uh, be a good representative of you specifically, but also like, your culture, right? And to see how we can make things more fair. Yeah. You know? Um, and for me, uh it, it Flamin' Hot was an important movie because it's, I feel like it transcends cultural lines that everyone can relate to the movie in one way or another, whether it's like you need you watch the movie because you need some something of faith, right? And they have Richard and Judy have their own version of faith and you have your version of faith. I have my version of faith and it doesn't necessarily have to do with religion, you know, and everyone's been the underdog at some point. Everyone's, you know, not known when to, um, you know, if they can continue, if they should quit, um, whatever it is. So like, you know, it's, I think, uh, I'm, I'm cool with being, I'm cool with being a voice, you know, and I, and I think there's different ways of being a voice. And for me, it's finding universal appeal, telling universal stories uh, like Flame and Hot, where we transcend that, where people can, it just happens to be about a Mexican-American family, but what this Mexican-American family is going through, everyone goes through. You could be Russian, German, mm-hmm. you know, uh, African, doesn't matter. And they go, oh, okay, I can relate to that because I have a dream too. Oh, I love that. Something that you mentioned was just, you know, the representation. And I read somewhere uh, not too long ago about how even kids, like they're more likely to succeed if there's someone that looks like them doing, you know, like the work that perhaps they either admire other people doing it, something, you know, if it's something that they eventually want to do. And I think it's pretty amazing that you, you know, there's a lot of kids I know that will be like, oh my gosh, I can be like Jesse one day. So it's funny because I, I, even before I started, decided to start acting, it's like, I, I didn't know why La Bamba was impactful to me. It was unconscious that I saw representation that I, and, and I, and when I grew up as a kid, I didn't really like Spanish music. I didn't like Mexican music. It just wasn't, you know, I was, whether I was trying to uh, unconsciously assimilate to not get it picked on or uh, whatever shame I had of my own culture, whatever that was when I was growing up. Um, but there was still something with El Mariachi was the same way. You know, I didn't like my Spanish, especially back then was terrible. It's much better <laughs> now. But it's not great. Um, that it really, it really spoke to me. El Mariachi is like, I don't know why. I don't know why it does. Yeah. And it was like, I was a little kid. So nobody was telling me that this is, the new cool thing. It was just, I watched it so many times, you know? And and then as I got older to see um, movies like Next Friday and Jacob Vargas and all the other guys that were in the movie going, oh man, those guys are funny. It'd be great to do. And like, now they're my my peers and my friends, you know what I mean? <laughs> support each other. Um, so it's, you know, it's a sh- it gets to be a shared responsibility that like we all, we uh, we rise together, you know? Yeah. Like one, one win at a time. So crazy. You just mentioned La Bamba because I just interviewed Lou Diamond Phillips over mm. the weekend. He was in town in Houston and it's so crazy, right? It's like a full, full circle. And there were so many people there. It was for Comic Palooza asking him questions. And it's just, I mean, it's amazing that 
you just brought that up. It's so crazy. And for me, like someone that like growing up, um, like, you know, it was like the 2000s. It was like, you know, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. And then all of a sudden it comes Jennifer Lopez. Someone that kind of, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, you're Hispanic. Oh my gosh. So am I. So, so I can relate to that where, you know, there is someone that kind of, you know, represents you, resembles like your family, whatnot. But leading with that, you just did a film with Jennifer Lopez, the mother on Netflix. So good. Mm-hmm. And you're such a nice guy, I can tell. But in the movie, not so much, like kind of scary, not going to lie. So <laughs> how did you prepare for such an intense role like that one? Those roles are easy for me. <laughs> oh, um, wow. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like some of these I feel like past lives must have something to do with like actors ranges. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I don't know. So I like the, I'm a, I'm definitely a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> the quirk definitely comes out. Even in action movies like that, there's, there's quirky things that I'll in, like integrate into whatever I'm doing. It's just like, you wouldn't think of me, you know, snorting the cocaine and kind of like a, just, just a weird way. Um, that movie was a lot of fun. I did the prep for that was just kind of like making sure my legs were in shape to do all the running. That was that was the prep for that. And I had a pretty, pretty bad knee injury during that whole thing. Um, wow. meniscus. And it was just, it was, t- it was a tough run. No big deal. Are you kidding me? That's like, yeah, no, it intense. was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it wasn't fun. It was like the, it, I had a great time shooting the movie, but it was, I was definitely in a lot of pain. And pain. Yeah. Wow. It was three weeks of running. We shot that. It took three weeks to shoot all the running stuff. And you uh, were injured. Yeah. Yeah. In soccer, you would have been like on the injury report list. And yeah, you probably would have, would have had surgery right away. Yeah, um, but Jen was great. She was very sweet. The whole cast and crew were very sweet. Um, Amari Hardwick was um, was a dream. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's um, there's that's another one of those Universal movies that you know. I think I don't really realize. I don't think people realize that that was a predominantly um, you know diverse cast. Yeah. You look back and you go, oh, okay. And most of that cast was more for people of color. No, I definitely noticed that. And, you know, everyone also was talking about the scenes of, you know, when you're getting slapped by Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. So yeah. How it's many takes? <laughs> such a, that scene is so funny because everyone, everyone, my friends text me like, what was it like getting beat up by Jen? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I didn't. I, although, although, although my hands were tied up and like, there was like a lot of, a lot of hits. Some of them. <laughs> You know, it was all choreographed, but I'm, I told her one day, I go, you're going to hit me, dude. And she goes, I'm, not gonna <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're going to, you're getting close. You're going to hit me. And she, she nicked me on one of the hits. And oh, no. afterwards she like finished the scene and she grabs my face. She goes, I'm so sorry. I go, I fucking told you. You're gonna hit me. <laughs> um, but it was all good. Like, she barely, you called she it. Got, she barely got me. Well, I applaud y'all for that. Such a good movie. And now we have to talk about Flame and Hot. I mean, the buzz is all over social media. I feel like every time I open my my Instagram or whatnot, yeah. someone's talking about it. Really, I promise. So yeah. I'm stoked. I'm excited. What can you tell us about the movie and your character? Well, I play Richard Montañez. Um, and it's about his rise um, from, well, it's a love letter, right? Between him and Judy and the family. And how they came up with the hot chili, the hot slurry um, that became um, the sensation that it is today for Hot Cheetos. And he started out as a janitor at Frito-Lay and, and eventually became one of 
the most recognizable, you know, PepsiCo execs who mm-hmm. went around the world doing motivational speaking and teaching everybody, you know, ways of marketing toward the Hispanic market. Something else that I also like about the movie, it's what you mentioned about the mother, just how the diversity of it. And even someone that I saw is in it, Tony Shalhoub. And he's so good because I've been watching him in another series. So uh, what was it like, you know, working with the entire cast? Yes, I I just watched the last episode um, yesterday. I'm so upset that it's over. I'm not caught up, but it's so good. Uh, So good. He is awesome. We talked about it a little bit. You know, he's a he's, he's shy, but he's man, he's so good. He just did um such a like an interesting take on 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 Enrico. Um and he was so 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 nice. Like he just seemed like he had the best time. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it was a, I think yeah, it's one of those movies where um I I I think it kind of you watch the movie and it sneaks up on you a bit where everyone relates to it and everyone's crying and and um, everyone laughs and everyone has moments. And at the end of it, you you think it's a beautiful story, but, and then you go, Oh, that's a, it's, it's a Mexican American story, but it's, it's a universal story that everyone can relate to. Someone else that I truly admire because she's always, she's all about representation and creating jobs, opportunities and stories for the Latino community is Eva Longoria. What, was it like working with her and, you know, kind of being part of this magical production that she's putting together? Her and I, it's hard to describe what our relationship is, is because we like we can look, we have to, if we're kind of like at a business, like a like an event or a business thing, if we sit next to each other, we're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> like we're those two kids at the table that we're gonna get in trouble for for laughing and talking during a serious <laughs> event. Um, but we have so much fun. Uh, we just did another movie together, uh, where we actually got to act together and play a mom and dad to, to a couple of kids. And, and we just, we were mom and dad on set and we were, <laughs> we were wrangling kids and, you know, being just a bunch of kids ourselves. And, um, they couldn't find us because we were looking at rocks somewhere. Uh, <laughs> like, look at this rock. This one's really cool. And that's a true story. Um, uh, but she's awesome, man. Like we, yeah, we could look at each other from across the room and know, know what the other one's thinking or, and laughing and, um, <laughs> from getting like, you know, teasing each other about something or, or, or um, you know, aliens and conspiracies <laughs> and the pyramids and, you know, you know, whether we're in the matrix or not, like it's all like <laughs> talk about so many, so much cool stuff. So you're like the the two students that a teacher would definitely split up in class. Yeah, (laughs) would definitely be separated. Oh, I love that. And what message do you want people to leave with after watching Flaming Hot? Um, What's the message? Well, to me, it's a story of faith. It's a story of of underdogs. It's a story of um, believing in yourself, right? And um, and. And it, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. Um, and these, you know, I relate to him and his family because my family, didn't, we didn't come from much either. Like we didn't have much money growing up. You know, we had government assistance. We would food stamps, like all, all, all the things. Back when food stamps were actually paper. like, mm-hmm. And then, you know, coming from me, coming from a small town in the middle of nowhere to, you know, now I'm 
sitting on a computer talking to you about a movie that's about to come out. Um, it's a, it's, you know, it's, it's a journey, you know, and it's still, I'm, I'm still on my journey. I'm still learning a lot of stuff. I'm still failing at things and I'm still, you know, growing. And, um, and I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a movie about, um, yeah, it's about faith and it's about discovery. It's about, um, the underdogs and how you, um, if you keep pushing and surround yourself with good people and a support system that, you know, a lot can be done. You're so awesome. I'm so thankful oh, that you made oh, time and yeah, shit. no, thank you so much. And yeah, my respects I'm, to you and yeah. yeah. I'm glad it so worked too. out. Me too. What advice would you give to, I would usually say aspiring actors out there, but just because of like the message of this movie, um, I guess like what advice would you give to someone out there who is just working hard towards their ultimate dream or goal? I mean, it's always good to find a mentor, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, you can find a lot of business posts on Instagram that say, you know, the, the money you spend now on education and your foundation is going to be, it's going to pay for itself in the end. Right. Mm -hmm. So even if it's taking seminars, whether you want to be uh, real estate or banking or finance or AI, you know, you know, there's, there's always someone that wants to do the same thing you do, you know, mm -hmm. find the su support system, you know, don't, you don't need money to do things. If you want to be an actor, take, try to find some classes or get some scenes from somewhere and just make your own or write your own short films. You know what yeah. I mean? That's how much, what a better way to learn how to be an actor than by doing it, you know, learn, watch and edit. There's so much free, uh, um, programs. Now you can, you can edit with DaVinci Resolve is free, right? There's a bunch of other ones that are free. Uh, so it's, there's some writing softwares. There's a bunch of free stuff. And there's also programs for people to want to do whatever it is, right? Um, I think you have waiting is overrated. <laughs> you know I mean? Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So you have to be proactive. And when I did Quinceanera, when I got Quinceanera, it was because I did a casting workshop in Atlanta. And I, and I was online when I moved to LA looking for casting notices. Um, and I saw that the same casting director who did the casting workshop in Atlanta a few years prior was casting it. And I emailed them and said, Hey, you know, I don't know if you cast this guy yet, but um, I'd love to read. And, you know, I got that role, which started my career over uh, a casting workshop and an email over the years, you know, so I was always proactive. My manager and agent, no one, no one got me that part. I got the part um, mm -hmm. that started my career. So there's, oh, there's ways, there's ways to do things, you know, if, you know, if you can find a mentor, find a mentor, but if not, you know, surround yourself with people that will make up for strengths and balances. So the message is what I get from you is just go for it. That's what you've been doing since fucking, the beginning. Fucking do it. <laughs> fucking do it. <laughs> Jesse, thank you so much. I thank love you. ending on that note. And we'll be watching Flame and Hot June 9th on Hulu and Disney Plus. And we'll be cheering you and the entire cast on. Thank you.